0: It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
3: I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're
1: in the dark You will see Just how beautiful life can be When you soften your heart You can finally start To live your truth
0: Truthiest Life. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Truthiest Life. I am very excited this week to bring you an episode to the Truthiest Life that I myself have listened to probably three times. It's that sweet, short, and digestible, and has reminded me of an incredible healing tool that's always at our disposal, free and really helps us take agency over our own body it's called touch into yoga for teachers by charlotte watts and i know that the title might be a little bit like this isn't for me but really i think that it's a really illuminating conversation on how powerful self-touch is yes we talk about it as teachers but also it goes so much more beyond that If you've ever been in a yoga class and a teacher puts her hands on you in the right way that makes you feel safe, held, supported, and even more grounded, you know how powerful touch is. As a teacher, I take adjustments very seriously, only doing the ones that I feel safe enough to do, knowing the students are okay with it. But there have been so many moments where I put a gentle touch just right in this, place that intuitively feels right, but also I know um, anatomically is safe and emotionally is safe for that student. And I witness the most incredible thing. I have witnessed people's breathing immediately change and deepen. Their facial muscles relax and all of a sudden they're just like, washed clear with a sense of calm that it looks like they've never had before. And it's so important to talk about this, I think, because self-touch is something that's like kind of taboo. We think we can't touch ourselves. We think it's weird to do anything from masturbation or it's hushed upon to, that's not what I'm referring to in this episode, to simply give ourselves a hug. Like giving ourselves a hug is incredibly powerful. And I think when we start to really break down these topics, we realize that we can be our own holders in hard moments. For me personally, self-touch is readily available and there for, for me in my mindfulness practice, as I navigate tough emotions and triggers, I'm oftentimes giving myself a hug or my most recent favorite, placing a heavy palm on my heart or in the middle of my sternum and just rubbing in circles. Something actually happened last night where I felt very jolted and I resourced. I called out my own resources, talked to myself kindly and walked myself down while placing that heavy palm on my sternum and going in little circles again, just another tool in your toolbox that's readily available right there, but we don't even know about it. So I love this conversation. I wanted to share it with you. And I also wanted to introduce you to Charlotte Watt. I'm taking her yoga somatics course right now, which could be a whole other conversation, but she's brilliant and the concept is brilliant. And in this episode specifically, it's a conversation with Charlotte Watt and her friend colleague, Leonie Taylor, about the power of bringing self-touch in for students as an Inherent part of an embodied yoga practice. I think that the embodied word is really key here because a lot of times people don't know that yoga is about coming home and inward, especially if you've never experienced a yoga practice that feels like that. It might feel like another way to run from yourself. It might be painful. You might think it's not for you, but I truly do believe that it's for everybody when you can experience it in a way that makes you feel safe, whole, and at home. As you know, yoga, its practices and its teachings have done so much for me. And I only hope that I continue to open the window of curiosity for you so that if not yoga or the idea of yoga is right for you, there's something that you pull away from it, like perhaps self-touch in this conversation. Thanks so much for being part of our Truthiest Life community, and I'll see you back here next week.
3: Hello. Today I'm having a conversation with my good friend and colleague, Leonie Taylor, on what it is to bring touch into our practice, our movement practices. Could be a still but slightly moving practice. It could be still. It could be the movement within still. It could be doing something that's much more of a, a moving from the center out. But however we look at it, it's actually bringing our capacity to nourish ourselves through our hands and that presence with ourselves into our bodily presence, however we're finding it at any point in time. So Leo, how did that kind of, that, that introduction kind of land with you in terms of what you bring in to, yeah. to your practice?
4: Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, this is particularly evolved. It's something I've been interested in for a long time because I'm a, as well as being a yoga teacher. I'm a therapeutic Thai massage practitioner. And um, for a long time, I've been bringing touch into my classes and workshops, because what I find is quite often if you get people who are a little bit sort of out of body, actually touching the tissue first before you start moving wakes it up. Mm -hmm. so in Thai massage the theory is you know similar to yoga in a way that there's layers you know so if we touch the skin first and you know and that can be really really gentle soft touch we always have the agency within class especially when we're doing self-massage to determine that as well which is really important Mm -hmm. but you know we can just start to get a sense of our external boundaries like where we end where we meet the world and then as is appropriate, start to move in a little bit deeper. So, you know, when you're receiving a massage, obviously you're giving that authority to somebody, hopefully, who knows what they're doing, you know, but when you massage yourself, you know, you have that real autonomy to be able to go, actually, today, I just need to be still and just feel that there, wherever that is, and just maybe hold my shoulder or hold my belly, you know, and then maybe as that starts to feel okay, we can move into sort of deeper touch, um, you know, and I can explore lots of different tools that come from that discipline of, of therapeutic massage to be able to sort of bring some specific techniques and, um, you mm. know, that can really help, you know, with specific issues as well as just a
3: general sense of greater nourishment and well-being, as you were saying. Mm. And even if often, and it's it's quite common in our our world that we feel we need to know stuff and like you said, kind of specific techniques. But we can also just simply bring touch in in a very organic, natural, visceral way that leads us into somewhere where our body might need to have a a little awakening or reassurance or, like you said, meeting our boundaries. So often our, our stresses or even traumas laid down into tissues can dissociate ourselves from where we find ourselves physically in the here and now and actually this orientation and we can orient in many ways to help us bring back to the present it can be the breath the midline the ground but touching our outside edges like you said where we are in a world meets the outside world can be incredibly helpful for us to map to orient exactly where we are the size and shape we are in any given moment and that's that's very much the, the kind of definition of, of grounding yes
4: and and absolutely and, and in terms of a, a yoga practice as well or you know a somatic practice actually bringing our attention to where sensation is or isn't in the body as well is so important like so often we're so caught up and so busy with doing that we suppress you know something mm-hmm. like niggling in the shoulder or the neck for instance for sometimes years you know? yeah absolutely <laughs> People, come to me who pay less attention to their body than they do to their boiler or their bicycle um yeah. of service um you know and they go oh yeah you know yeah actually i've yeah and you say when did that first start and they go oh, yeah actually it was when i was about 15 so you know often we've been living with something just bubbling under the surface for a really long time and by starting to bring self touch into our practice you know at the beginning sometimes at the end sometimes interwoven throughout um we can start to really acknowledge what it is we've been holding in terms of patterns that then affect everything, affect our movement, affect our mood, our sleep, our digestion, our interactions with others. Um, you know, and it might be because you've just been holding your shoulder in a particular way for the last 15 years. And just by touching it, you start to you start to have a more honest conversation, you know, with that part mm-hmm. of the body um, that can be profoundly releasing.
3: <laughs> Yeah. And it's really interesting you, you use the word conversation there because yeah. that's the nature of touching ourselves rather than someone else touching us or us using something like a prop in the same way, for instance, in, 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 in a kind of asana uh, or any kind of physical practice in that when we place our hands on ourselves, we are both giving and receiving both the hand being touched and the body and that communication back two way really can be that conversation particularly if we're offering ourselves kindness compassion in the the listening in of that conversation and give ourselves like we might do in a conversation with another person give that time and space for another to be heard yeah it's 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 fascinating where we can also coax something out that like you said and they'd be very common in shoulders that we have that you know what can be referred to as sensory motor amnesia, where we don't even know that we're we've been holding intention here or the jaw, for instance. Yeah. Can't don't, we're not even registering anymore. It's become so normalized or familiar to just be held in tension patterns that yeah. it can be quite a curious thing to <laughs> a surprising thing to bring that kind of attention that starts to offer the possibility. Of release there, and that in and of itself, then the hand is there as a nurturing resource within that. It's so multifaceted, isn't it?
4: Yeah. and then our ability as well to hold ourselves um in the world, isn't it? Because mm. very often, you know, there are, of course, some wonderful and you know, very worthwhile experts in lots of different fields who, who it's great to refer to, you know, when we don't understand something, but coming back to that sense that we are the greatest expert on our own body (laughs) having lived in it a whole life so touching it no one else can can...
3: feel what we feel
4: (laughs) (laughs) and and bringing that agency to people you know again can have really huge transformative effects you know way beyond that practice on on the mat at that time
3: yeah and it's actually that which really fosters Mm. awareness which is the basis of feeling safe the potential of safety. Must come from that level of our of our own awareness, rather than feeling things come from come from an, an external perspective, and that also really keys into the fact that often we can notice throughout a day or out throughout something where something difficult comes up Mm -hmm. how we might naturally resource ourselves so I'm I'm actually doing it now I always do this kind of resourcing gesture I interlink my (laughs) fingers in a kind of yeah Yeah. kind of cup a ball shape or I place my left hand sorry my right hand onto my heart it's a very specific place I lay my the the, the bottom of my thumb into a very specific place into my into my breastbone and you know that's where I go it's a very resourcing gesture so if But if we can notice those things we do, these 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 resourcing gestures we have for ourselves, we can recognize recognize we're already having those conversations with ourselves and we can just follow those in.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry.
4: I obviously notice a lot within my clinic when I'm treating people one to one that when I'm doing a consultation I'm really observant of where people put their hands when they're talking about a specific feeling um you know so you know they might put their hands on their diaphragm or maybe on their belly or as you say your heart um you know sometimes people will you know be pulling their ear or you know there'll be real really interesting things that come up when you have those conversations with yourself <laughs>
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, similarly, I did. I, I, I do. Um, well, I've done formative embodiment work with uh, Jim File, who's a, a student of, of Stanley Kellerman's, um, oh, yeah. body psychotherapy, which is very much about. It takes it more into an animated, communicative space outside the body. So you ask someone to tell some of their story, and then you watch where the hands are going, and they can be, oh, you know, mimic our internal processes, emotions, associations with something in the way that we gesture and we tell stories. So there's an inroad there just to follow that, to see how it might want to to play itself out. And when we recognize our hands are are kind of agents of the brain, if you like, (laughs) they're expressing our inner world and they're what we do with, what we express with, what we ask for or create a boundary with. This is really rich stuff that we're we're both bringing from the inside out. And then we can bring that back in Absolutely. to process inwards by placing our hands upon ourselves in kind and supportive ways.
2: Absolutely.
3: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Leo. Um, as ever, a wonderful exploration, really making practice, not just something about what we do or where we're putting a particular part of our body, but the richness that that really ripples through in terms of our whole... Psyche and physicality, which are, of course, you know, part of our whole, completely intertwined. Yeah. So Leo's exploring um, what we talked about here within self-massage sessions in Whole Health and in various ways, various themes on uh, two Sundays evenings each month, uh, six to seven o'clock. But of course, they're recorded and be, will be within the archive in Whole Health as well. So asking the question of ourselves and of others, particularly as a yoga teacher or someone who guides others into practices that are, are about embodied awareness, are about really meeting our stuff moment to moment as it is, offering space for it, potentially with for clarity, insight, uh, but certainly not grasping at that or needing to analyze, identify, label with that as a context for yoga teachers, how do you see touch coming in in ways that yoga teachers can facilitate just this this simplicity of bringing hands onto part of the body? Well, you know, yeah,
4: absolutely. In, in a number of ways, I think one of the, obviously the most current Ways in this which is really useful is post COVID, of course, where the whole landscape of teaching has completely changed. I don't know about you, but I used to do a lot of hands on adjustments to students, and we're still at a stage at the moment that you know might change and keep changing where there's a lot of students who really still feel less comfortable with being touched. and um, which I don't see as an entirely negative thing, I see as quite positive, and that you know that's where I've been bringing in a lot more self touch to bring that away awareness to how my body moves in this way so for instance if I was going to be doing a class where we might be exploring lots of shoulder range of motion and stretching we might do some you know warming up of the tissue first you know and sort of getting a sense and getting people to really get into their body first before their asana practice and then you know moving into their meditation practice so that you know it it still um, has the sort of feel and shape of what we might find familiar within a A yoga class, but you know, that there's this add on that you're actually allowing people to really come into their body without you needing to touch them as the teacher, um, which can be hugely beneficial because it gives them the agency. And I think it's a profound movement for students not to be looking for the teacher to adjust them. Um, Yeah,
3: absolutely. And to be honest, I was kind of going more and more and more that way anyway. And, and what, what it means, a lot of the touching I would do was actually much more about the kinesthetic yeah. direction that some people need. Some people don't process uh, either a visual or a, a spoken instructional cue or guidance mm-hmm. and just needed like their knees moving in a particular direction to go, oh yeah, okay, I'm kind of on my way. So in so yeah. many ways, the languaging has had to pick up from that. But I was, you know, that was really the main way that I was touching before in, in, a, in a kind of instructional way and more and more and particularly this is through trauma-informed work is it's it's like you're saying about agency yeah. actually and, and and allowing people to have their own journey because yeah. so often our relationship with body and with doing something that is you know specific movement or exercise is being told what to do and when to do it yeah. from the outside rather than feeling it from within so the idea that we actually have a relationship with moving from the belly which we always do or always moving from the center out and the guidance of that from our own moment to moment experience rather than just being told mechanically not needing you know bypassing any need to actually be be connected attuned inwardly it's i think it's so enriching to hand it over and what it also hands over is the fact that we have to be involved. It's it's kind of like there's kind of nowhere to hide in in many ways. Um, But at the same time, we have the reassuring presence of of touch. I think it's it's worth mentioning that quite a few people don't like to touch their belly. Quite a lot of issues around relationship with belly and kind of going there can, can ripple out huge amount of implication or take them to stories or or around belly association that they don't fight feel quite dominating to the experience or um difficult the feet actually as well
4: yes right difficulty when when I've taught um self-massage for the feet it it can bring up a lot um especially when I've been teaching teenagers interestingly like you know Mm. they won't won't take their socks off um time which you know I'm really fascinated in that my you know, I, you know, I've just been wondering about whether that is at a particular point where you move from, if you come from a family where you have been cared for, where yeah. you move from the space of care to caring for yourself but haven't quite got there yet, that there mm. is, there is, you know, a sadness, a grief for that loss and that movement and that transformation. And, you know, very often the teenagers, they they don't want to go anywhere near their feet or take their socks off or, you know, look at them, you know. So there's lots of body parts that can Yeah. Ring. it's very
3: interesting well we have quite a removed relationship with our, our skin and our body as as, 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 a, as a, a naked thing and to touch is is to kind of you know most of the time when we're touching it is through clothes because often particularly in winter I do what time of year it is but but often people will be touching with with a removal already so that takes a layer of, of feeling out of the equation yeah. Um, and definitely for feet i mean you know in, in yoga practice actually waking up the feet as yeah. a thing we stand up from is such a key part of enlivening and, and allowing us to ground and connect and have any ease mm-hmm. upwards so kind take that take that back down again to looking at these things that yes might seem incredibly unfamiliar and yeah you know, even even open to judgment in terms of you know absolutely. comparison with someone else's is 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 yeah it's a very different thing isn't it to to laying quietly eyes closed maybe just feeling apart and the languaging around that becomes really really important so you I I often mention kind of bringing hands to belly if it feels comfortable for you or somewhere else or not at all it really is agency
4: yeah Mm. absolutely and I think as well sort of you know it actually when people are committed to that journey knowing you know that they may have come to a class because they want to you know approach these things that they've held these their samskaras um you know whether it's in the feet or the belly you know they probably have a sense of where it is that actually the invitation sometimes to bring that compassionate touch to that area before you move it um mm. you know can be really transformative then into the movement you know so you know again using the shoulder as an example because I've got my shoulder (laughs) you can see my shoulder um you know if if somebody has a shoulder issue if they've been holding tension in their shoulder for a long time sometimes going into strong movements or you know even you know very subtle movements can feel very removed or difficult or um you know negatively affect the breath but then the sort of the massaging of it first can literally warm that warm up the tissue in a way that then allows them access um to you know both the physical movement but also the feeling of that movement.
3: Yeah and and it's not often when we come to tend to have this perception that we come if there's somewhere that's holding intention we need to do something quite specific to move yeah. it out. Yeah. There has to be a, a movement that does that and or something larger in terms of you know a massage that's deeper. And actually and this is kind of like a fascia responds to very soft and soft yeah. uh refined touch mm-hmm. and what we're often doing particularly i mean you mentioned the shoulder but it's a really key part for people that, that sense really where we do get that sensory motor amnesia that thomas Hanna talked about mm-hmm. which is you know, parts of us muscle tissue you know connective tissue any part of us not being able to go through that full loop of contracting and then releasing mm-hmm. um and that part that is is part of the let go. It's it's okay to let go
2: yeah.
3: um, part of us, which is, you know, it, it can take a little bit of reassuring touch. It's often why people with a little reassuring touch can, can cry, and have these, these autonomic releases, murmurs, tingles, sighs, burps, farts, crying, you know, any of these things that are things being able to <sighs> go yeah. through the complete loop of, of release. Yeah, And sometimes that's directly on but sometimes you know if if that that area is going no i don't want that i'm not ready for that reassurance because it's too vulnerable i don't want that level of release at the moment it could be near to it close to it
4: yeah or around on the, it on the opposite limb as well so you know on the yeah. opposite side to where there is the issue um mm. the be really profound because obviously the brain mirrors from one side yes to the
3: and it will be compensatory yes yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's lovely. Mm. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Very rich stuff. And I, you know, I do find that just, you know, laying down this agency to touch whenever we're able to get it, you know, been, more as I go on, I've been getting away from the fact that our, you know, our hands need to be in a particular place, a particular way in our snuff. They want to come back in again at any point yes. and do something that just feels definitely good. Right. And I don't mean that in a kind of like, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. judgmental binary way. It's much more about the, the the nervous system going, oh yeah, yeah, that that's what I need. That's yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> Charlotte, you know, I mean there's so many arsenas I could give as examples, but you know, traditional um. You know, depending how far you go back in terms of tradition. traditional, yes, in, in inverted <laughs> commas, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, sort of asanas that people would recognize. So, for instance, you know, in twists, you know, in, in, in many twists, when you go around, sort of very often bring touch into, come back a little bit from the perceived edge mm. and then touch in, you know, as a sort of intermediary, just to, you know, see how this feels here. Again, as we were saying, both from, being touched and touching, you know, meeting yeah. the inside with the outside, um, you know, and then sort of feeling that release. So, touch can really facilitate that uh, sensing of release um, mm. you know, from a deeper and an exterior perspective.
3: Yeah. And one of my, I mean, I, my Saturday morning class is rare that I don't teach yeah, well, you know, mostly, I, very often I teach. Trick and arsenal a warrior too. It's just yeah. so because I I love them. I love them, and I think they as such a bringing together. But it's quite rare. I don't bring touch into them. Yeah, they're kind of you know really feeling where the pelvis is intelligently, you know, back hip turned in, where that lengthening of the inner thigh is, relationship around the belly, the pelvis there. So we're not we're we're finding the way where the body sits comfortably, that steadiness, that that steerer from the legs mm-hmm. beneath, in order to feel the ease in the upper body that we're not just bringing in a, a communication of tension right now we do it yeah a, a warrior is a, a tense and brittle being as opposed to the responsive and and uh, a, you know, effort, effortless effort being it is so yeah i, I find bringing touch in on many levels yeah. yeah really helps you have that relationship from the outside in that 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 moving uh, from the center
2: right
3: brilliant anything you'd like to add in um
4: probably could add in endless I think <laughs> for the rest of the day because it's you know it's 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 such a rich subject isn't it mm. um you know that there, there is there is so much about touch um you know I, I think for, for me one of the things is 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 constantly that interplay between you know our practice on the mat expanding into our lives that Especially if we have a difficult relationship with touch, whether that's with ourselves or coming from others, you know, finding that way of conversing with ourselves in an easeful and compassionate and honest way, um, you know, through our practice then has you know, has to have positive implications on how we interact with other people, you know, knowing when it is okay to be touched, when it is okay and how to touch, getting that sense of permission and agency um, because we've experienced it, you know, deeply ourselves. You know, I think that's, you know, a a very profound, um, you know, experience that can extend in a very positive way into our communities as well, which, I'm, you know, obviously that's a big motivating factor
3: for me as a yoga teacher is, you know, it's not Experience that we have for an hour on the mat once a week. (laughs) Absolutely, and and it's amazing when we can imprint these things that resource us, and and particularly I mean resources resource coming back to the source, and it's so very much the antidote to overwhelm. We live in such a overstimulated, overwhelmed time in uh, human history. To lay down these imprints of, of a resource somewhere that we have laid down a samskara, a supportive samskara, a, a, a neural groove of yeah. somewhere to come back to, to, to navigate back to if we feel that we've we've lost, we you know, things have got become too much.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um and when we yeah, when we feel those out in practice, it's yeah. so lovely to be able to come to something as simple as putting a hand on somewhere that feels it it reassures or resources yeah us yeah (laughs) when 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 we're when things seem like it's just so very much happening it's there's beautiful simplicity in that
4: definitely I suppose I'd add to that as well that you know the the effects that that can um have in terms of our sensuality and our sexuality as well Mm. that so often touch relationally is is perceived as a sexual you know pre pre prolog yes yeah. <laughs> um, that touch can be so much more than sexual between people and that's a really important part of reclaiming for a lot of people and um, you know a positive way of relating if, if they have trauma um you know if they're aware that others have trauma being yeah. able to relate through touch that you know is for its own sake um, yeah you no know, and and doesn't have that association
3: absolutely and a lot of that can key into what we mentioned earlier about many people not wanting to touch their bellies that yeah. second chakra place of creativity procreativity, sensuality yeah. you know it's the, it's the watery part where we you know the part where we start to move out of to get our, our agency to move and express into the world and, and and interrelate in a way with others that does involve us being external and open to an, another's external presence yeah absolutely it's 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 really you know deep rich stuff yeah. which you know as i said at the beginning we don't need to when we come to the simplicity of touch yes we can get into the where's and why of it in discussion but actually in the here and now and within practice we simply need to be touching and feeling um dropping beneath the need to analyze or interpret that's the beauty of it it just cuts through that yeah. um and it can be you know it, it's what we it can be what we need it to be at the time whether that's comfort reassurance uh, inquiry curiosity warmth <laughs> pressure <laughs> the very the, the very physicality of it as well release of oxytocin all of that stuff yeah. definitely Oh well, thank you so much, Leo. As ever, it's been a really rich conversation. And I hope that has as uh, supported uh you coming in if if you're guiding others to really just to, to, to allow others the agency and 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 play with your languaging of how you might just offer that you know it, it's it's fine for people to to explore their relationships with themselves in this way at, at any time. Um and so Leo and I are I mean I, I always include touch in my, in my classes. And Leo uh, is doing that very specifically uh, within her self-massage classes are in in whole health. So uh, may see you there. Thank you very
2: much. Take care.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
5: June 30th, 2024.